China is on the move. The world's most populous nation has been gaining strength for decades, but the West is not just sitting back and watching. Australia, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. have announced a new security partnership. Under its president, China has militarized the South China Sea and intimidated some of her neighbors. The agreement between the three nations, known by the acronym AUKUS, seeks to counter this threat. The three nations will cooperate on artificial intelligence and other defensive technologies, including nuclear-powered submarines. The question is, will this begin a new arms race? Are we on the brink of another Cold War? International tensions, wars, and rumors of wars are nothing new, and they will continue until Christ returns. But for Christians, we have been justified through faith, so we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. No peace is more important than peace with God, and that's what we have through Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Monday, we're beginning a new series called The Case for Christ. And at the same time, I thought, you know what? I'm a journalist. If I could disprove the resurrection of Jesus, that knocks the legs out from under the Christian faith. And so I decided to take my journalism training and legal training and investigate whether Christianity was true. And I I zeroed in largely on the resurrection of Jesus. That's Lee Strobel. And he'll be back with us in just a moment to talk about the feature film based on his journey to Christ. And then after the program, I want to send you a copy of this critically acclaimed but also entertaining DVD. It's a wonderful resource that shows how Christianity can stand up to the hardest questions and will grow your confidence in God's holy word. So after the program, would you call us? Make a generous gift to the ministry. We're listener-supported, but we'll send you right away a copy of the DVD, The Case for Christ. The number to call after the program is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or head over to our website at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're there, watch the movie trailer and a couple of clips from this inspiring film. And now let's open the program with a song by the same name of the DVD and also our program series, a song by J.T. Murrell. Lord, I was searching. You came and found me. You took every wall down that I built around me. Your word removed my heart of stone and set me free. Every doubt is gone, my God, I do believe And now I see, I believe In the promise of your love And now I'm free, I receive You've called me to become All the evidence is opening eyes All the evidence is opening eyes To the case Anger, 
every failure, your promise was waiting. You would remove my heart of stone and set me free. My every doubt is gone, my God, I do believe. And now I see. heroes was C.S. Lewis, a man who began as a skeptic, much like yourself. At the end of his journey, you know what he said? He said, if Christianity is false, it's of zero importance. But if it's true, there's nothing more important in the entire universe. So you want your wife back? Well, hey, guess what? People in hell want ice water. Not everybody gets everything they want. Stop blaming me and the church and God and do your job. Stack up the evidence, follow the facts, and write the story, win or lose. Welcome to Haven Today, and that was an excerpt of the film called The Case for Christ, which comes from a book, which comes from a guy that we've had on the program here before. He used to live in Southern California, but now he lives in Houston. Lee Strobel, welcome back to Haven Today. Thank you, Charles. So great to be with you. You know, it must seem like only yesterday. 1980. And uh, you probably never dreamed that a movie would be made about your life and what you went through in finding Christ. But uh, some people, I'm sure, who are listening right now don't really know your story. You were one of those bad guys, weren't you, at one time? (laughs) (laughs) You were at the Chicago Tribune. (laughs) Not only was I a journalist, but an atheist as well, and um, kind of hostile toward matters of faith. Lee, here you were at a very secular newspaper, and some of our listeners who are Christians may be wondering about that. I guess as a former secular journalist myself, uh, most everybody in the secular media would not be a follower of Jesus. Many would call themselves an atheist, if not an agnostic. Yeah, I I think that's definitely true. Uh, When I did become a Christian at the Tribune, I looked around the newsroom kind of with fresh eyes, and I could identify at least three people who I was sure were Christians. But beyond that, and I'm sure there were some others there who kept their faith uh, under a bushel, so to speak. But um, um, yeah, you're right. The vast majority would be more in the skeptical category. Okay, and we're going to get into how the Lord began to work with you. But just one other point. Uh, it's very interesting that even though secular journalism would be filled with non-believers, there is also this high, yes, I'll call it even a high moral standard to seek truth and to report mm. facts. That may seem a little hard to believe for many of us today, don't you think? Well, you know, I was trained in the old school of journalism, which is you keep an open mind, you're balanced, you tell both sides of an issue. Even at the time when, for instance, I was very uh, pro-abortion as an atheist, 
uh, when I would write an article, as I wrote many on the issue of abortion because of my covering the courts, I wrote right down the middle. People couldn't tell where I stood personally because my conviction as a journalist was to be fair and accurate and tell both sides. Unfortunately, we don't see that quite as much in our culture today. It has changed in the last 20 or 30 years, yet I think most journalists would think they're trying to report the truth. I think so. I think most journalists, it's not a business you go into to make a lot of money. You go in uh, out of a sense of, I want to do something positive. I want to um, help society. I want to contribute to um, our democracy and so forth. And I think the press plays a big role in that. So I think you're right. I think a lot of people go into it with really noble intentions, but the world view issue of how they're seeing the world is often flavored by um, what their spiritual conviction is. Absolutely. It's flawed. But yet Jesus reaches into all of the dark worlds of every life, no matter what our occupation is. And that happened for you as well. Do you mind sharing that story with us that's born out in this new movie, The Case for Christ? Sure. Um, my wife, Leslie, uh, was uh, agnostic. I was an atheist, and so we were kind of equally yoked when we got married. Uh, but then through the influence of a Christian nurse uh, who she encountered, uh, Leslie began to check out Christianity. She ended up coming to me one day and telling me that she had become a follower of Jesus, which I thought was the worst <laughs> news I could ever get as an atheist. And um, Oh, you probably thought she'd lost it, you know? <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought she lost it, and I thought she was going to try to pull me into it, which Whoa. she did. She did. And, she uh, sucked you in, too, right? <laughs> well, she tried to, you know. She put a, put a Post-it note on the mirror, so when I was shaving, I'd read it, and it said, uh, God loves you, and so do I. Uh, so... <laughs> She tried every evangelism trick in the book, and Uh, none of it was really that helpful. Uh, But, you know, I saw positive changes in her character and values that were intriguing. And at the same time, I thought, you know what? I'm a journalist. If I could disprove the resurrection of Jesus, that knocks the legs out from under the Christian faith. And so I decided to take my journalism training and legal training and investigate whether Christianity was true. And I, I zeroed in largely on the resurrection of Jesus because I knew that was a linchpin of the Christian faith. You know, it, it's interesting. You just mentioned something. Some of our listeners may not know this about you. You never practiced law, but you studied law, didn't you? That's right. I'm not a lawyer. I have a Master of Studies in Law degree from Yale Law School, which is a degree uh, designed for people who want to teach law or uh, write about law but not practice law. And so. So I've written a book that's used, uh, has been used in law schools and um, things like that. I've taught First Amendment law at Roosevelt University, but I can't write a will, so you can't ask me to do a free will for you. (laughs) You're teaching now at the Baptist University in Houston, but let's go back to your story just a little more. It's very interesting. God did reach out to you. The Holy Spirit began to work in your heart. You sensed a call to come to faith. And that must have been hard. But tell us what happened. Well, you know, I think God meets us where we need to be met. And for me, it was in the intellect. I mean, I had these objections and questions and doubts and skepticism. And as I looked at the resurrection, I saw four things that convinced me it's true. Number one, that Jesus was certainly dead when he was crucified. Everybody agrees that. Number two, we have early reports of the resurrection that come so quickly within months after his death that they can't be a legend. Number three, we have an empty tomb that even the opponents of Jesus admitted was empty. And then number four, we've got nine ancient sources from inside and outside the New Testament that confirm and corroborate the conviction of the disciples that they encountered the resurrected Jesus. So that's a that's an avalanche of historical data mm-hmm. uh, yes. pointing toward the truth of the resurrection. Well, Lee Strobel, let's listen to a little bit of what was going on. But, but, but 
I got I have a real problem with most of the experts that I've talked to here. Which is? Which is that most of them are not impartial, and if I'm going to take a guess, I would say that you are not either. And you would be correct, sir. Though I have learned that most impartial travelers who undertake this journey rarely remain so. However, I can refer you to one of the most impartial sources that I know. Would you trust the Journal of the American Medical Association? Of course, it is a stellar scientific journal, you and I will admit that. On the physical death of Jesus. <clears throat> Clearly the weight of the medical and historical evidence indicates that Jesus was dead before the wound to his side was inflicted. Accordingly, interpretations based on the assumption that Jesus did not die on the cross appear to be at odds with modern medical knowledge. Doc, I gotta tell you, you're, uh, you're not telling me what I hope to hear today. The Case for Christ. I'm Charles Morris, and on the line with us from Houston is Lee Strobel. He's telling us about what happened in his life and how he decided that Christianity had to be true. But more than that, uh, Lee, you are an apologist. That is so evident every time we have you (laughs) on the air. And yet the fact there is the spirit of the living God, which finally says, come and follow me. Right. You got to share that with us, too. Yes, you know, I would not have been in this investigation had not God, the Holy Spirit began to work and began to draw me toward the kingdom. Um, uh, we don't, on our own, um, open our hearts and open our minds to Christ. Um, uh, and yet, God will meet us where we're at. And for me, someone who was a skeptic, I needed evidence, I needed facts. And God drew me down that path where I, w- I encountered the evidence that I found convincing. And, of course, at that point, I realized, once I realized it was true, I read John 1.12. that says, but as many as received him, mm-hmm. to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. And I realized that forms an equation of what it means to become a child of God. Uh, believe plus receive equals become. So I believe Jesus is who he claimed to be based on the historical data, but that wasn't enough. I had to receive uh, this free gift of God's grace that I didn't earn, I didn't merit, um, a free gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And when I would receive that in repentance and faith, then I would become a child of God. So that's what I did at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on November the 8th of 1981. And uh, that changed everything. Mm. You know, it's 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 very interesting. Let, let me shift gears just a little bit. Living in the Hollywood area, I know a number of Christians, and they work in the film industry. Most of them do not have a high opinion of Christian films. Uh, they think they're cheesy. They think they're poorly made. They may begrudgingly admit that they're getting a little bit better. And here, your new movie, The Case for Christ, on Rotten Tomatoes, the very <laughs> secular website has an approval rating of 79%. That is unheard of for a Christian movie. And that's from the critics. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, 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 I, I don't think this guy who is behind Rotten Tomatoes bows at the name of Jesus. 
<laughs> well, you know what else? Uh, there's a secular organization called CinemaScore that interviews people as they leave movies and they grade them based on the feedback. Only about two movies a year, and these are all movies, uh, get an A-plus rating. We got an A-plus rating from this secular rating service. <laughs> so, yeah, so we were just thrilled with the response, and the response from both Christians and non-Christians. Um, we have loved the fact we showed it to test audiences before it premiered to non-believers, and they loved it. Um, and we've had reports of many people, in fact, 22 people at one showing came to faith in Christ at the time of the movie. So we're knowing that God is using this to bring people to his kingdom. Mm. You know, uh, we, we talked about this uh, as we began the program today. Uh, journalism has changed, uh, but the rest of the world has changed. It's changing mm-hmm. rapidly. How do we actually get the gospel to people how do people receive the gospel today in a changing, chaotic world uh, of 2017? Well, you know, people in a lot of ways are postmodern. You have your truth, I have my truth. Yes. Uh, but I think that develops in people after a while a, a, a hunger, a thirst for something that's solid, something they can mm-hmm. anchor their life to, something that is reliable, something that is objectively true, not just subjectively true. And so, you know, in a in kind of an odd way, I think this is positive for the gospel because uh, as people walk down that postmodern path, they often find it empty and, and void of meaning and confusing and chaotic. Uh, and yet, I think that develops in them. I think God can, can um, seize that moment where they uh, are looking for something to, to, um, uh, to really rely on, a, a rock that they can stand on and have confidence that it's true, not just for them, but for all time and for all people. And uh, that's what Christianity is. So, you know, I'm ever the optimist as an evangelist. Sure, I've, seen, sure. I've seen a lot of very unlikely candidates come to faith. But I know from at least the book, when you wrote it, people have come to faith in Christ, reading or now seeing the case for Christ. Uh, are you getting oh, stories back on the movie? Absolutely. Uh, it, it's been amazing. And one of the things I've encouraged Christians to do is to, um, you know, get the DVD and, and show it to friends and invite some people over and then have a conversation afterwards. Talk about it. I think it'll bring up a lot of great conversations and people will enjoy the movie just on an entertainment level. Uh, but beyond that, it does raise spiritual questions that I think really encourages <laughs> deep and meaningful conversations. So we've had great results. In the book, you know, we've got some wonderful stories. Uh, one quick one is this atheist astronomer was uh, reading a magazine at a bookstore, and he sat down, and he sat on something, and he pulled it out, and it was the case for Christ. He sat on it, and he looked at it, and he, he flipped through it, and he said, well, I don't believe this. I'm an atheist. And he threw it down, and then he said, it was like a voice said inside of me that I need to read that book. Mm-hmm. So he said, I picked up the book. I read the book. He ended up coming to faith in Christ. Wow. And not only that, but that that was right when the book came out in 1998. I just got a letter from him the other day. Uh-huh. He is still following Christ. He's part of a Baptist church down in Kentucky. God has re- revolutionized his life. And it's all because it started because he sat on a book. Praise God for <laughs> bookstores and fallen yeah. books and fallen places. Uh, Lee Strobel in Houston, uh, thanks for joining us today. But I can't let you sure. go without us talking to the Lord in prayer and and praying that somebody listening now, somebody else that's going to see this movie that's just released is going to find Jesus and they're going to hear the tug at their heart. You got to read the book. You got to watch the movie. But we want people to know Jesus. Would you lead us in prayer right now? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you that you have given us the privilege, the honor of sharing your message of hope and grace. 
And we pray by your spirit that you would touch the hearts of those who are listening even at this moment. Uh, that Christians would be encouraged in their faith, that it is well-placed. And that those who are skeptics or seekers, that uh, you would plant a desire in them to pursue the truth. And that they would discover that Christianity is not just a good idea, but that you are real, that your son is real, that he died for us, and that he offers forgiveness and eternal life as a free gift of grace. We pray that even at this moment, hearts will open to that free gift of forgiveness and eternal life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lee Strobel, my brother in Jesus, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Oh, thanks, Charles. I love you. I love the show and, and appreciate all your listeners. A time when I'd lost all hope, a time when I didn't know truth. But finally, I opened my heart to feel love, opened my eyes to see you. What was lost is found. Now, these dry bones are dancing.
A song from the soundtrack of the film called The Case for Christ. That's Faith Life Church singing, I Believe You Are the Christ, here on this Haven Today. And I'm thankful for the time Lee Strobel took to be with us on today's program. He'll be joining us all week, sharing more insights about faith in Christ, as well as the making of this movie about his life. Lee's very honest in the case for Christ. As an atheist, he had a lot of questions, like, is there credible evidence that Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead? And how reliable is the New Testament? Maybe you've heard some of these questions. Maybe you've even asked them yourself. Well, as you just heard, Lee struggled to find the answers. And in this feature film based on his life called The Case for Christ, it retraces his own spiritual journey to Christianity. This film is highly produced, and it features two Academy Award-winning actors. And I know it'll be a wonderful resource that'll show you how Christianity can stand up to the hardest questions and will grow your confidence in the Word of God. Please, would you call us right now? Would you be as generous as you possibly can? Remember, we're a listener-supported ministry. We rely 100% on gifts from friends like you. And when you do, make contact with us now and make your gift we'll send you right away a copy of the DVD, The Case for Christ. We have them here right now. You just need to call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're there, watch the movie trailer and a couple of clips from this inspiring film. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? And again, we'll share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What's your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Two of the most common questions any company asks at a job interview. They want to see if an applicant is a quote-unquote self-starter, that you can plan ahead. The Apostle James wouldn't even know where to begin, though. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. His words in James 4.13 warn us against presumption. Yet, we do not know what tomorrow will bring. Here's a better way. Humble submission of our future plans to the Lord, full of faith, to follow wherever He leads. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.